Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys with Mark Willard and Joe Shasky on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Okay, what's going on? Next episode of Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys. There's a lot to get into with A, the Dodgers coming to town, uh, B, the, uh, the defense is coughing things up again in a, a weird series against the Rockies. Joey Bart is no longer on the major league roster. We got a lot to get into with all of this. You may notice uh, this is not Joe Shasky sitting with me. This is Sam Lubman, who uh, with Shasky loose in Boston, uh, doing all things related to Warriors, and I'm sure partying and sightseeing and all of that. Uh, Sam Lubman hops in for this episode. Sam, what's going on? You got a good-looking orange hat. You look ready to go. Oh, yeah, I'm always ready to go to talk Giants baseball. And, uh, yeah, Shasky's off uh, tearing down Beantown right now with Bonte. Uh, they got their day off today in between Warrior games. So, yeah, you know, I'm usually producing this podcast by figuring out, hey, let's uh, kind of like, you know, you're, you're, you're calling guys up from the minor league. So, yeah. Uh, Exactly. I mean, the Luis Gonzalez of the uh, the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. The Austin wins, actually, of the there, Garlic yeah. Fries and Baseball. Come on in, call the pitches, but produce right away uh, in, in your very first opportunity. Speaking of that catching position, um, let's get into it. Joey Bart gets sent down, and I'm interested not just in that he was sent down, but the way he was sent down, what was said about it. Farhan Zaidi came on this podcast just last week and really seemed to have Joey's back. I wouldn't expect anything different, but it was a little bit of an eyebrow raiser then to see him just a handful of days get sent down. It caught my attention, though, that Gabe Kapler didn't just say, hey, we support Joey. We want him to go down there and get reps in a you know less pressurized environment. He literally said he needs to go down and make swing changes. So we're not talking about hey, go think about this for a little while. We're talking about somebody who needs to go rework who he is. Yeah, and that's really what's kind of concerning with Bart is the fact that if you're going to make this guy, I mean, I don't know if you want to say start from scratch on his swing, but this is a swing. I mean, it wasn't that there was a hole in the swing. The whole swing was basically a hole. Uh, he just wasn't making contact on anything, whether it was fastballs, breaking balls, off-speed pitches. He was having serious trouble with this year. Granted, he wasn't getting a ton of off-speed pitches thrown at him, but he was hitting .059 against off-speed pitches. And he missed half the, the off-speed pitches that he saw. So yeah, it's it's not at all uh, 
comforting just hearing what you're what 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 Kapler's saying about Joey Bart if you're hoping that there's a bright future ahead of him uh this feels like a major setback for him in his development well it's a major setback for the organization on multiple fronts not just the obvious in that this is the number two overall pick and somebody they had pinned the future of that position on they had hoped that Buster Posey would hand the baton to him and now you're sort of Stuck at ground zero. Patrick Bailey was the actual Farhan draft pick the following year. He's not doing anything all that great down in the minors either, although still very early and you know in 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 his career. But the reason this is such a setback, we we've, we've talked about this a number of times over the last couple of years. In that Joey Bart was not a Farhan draft pick, therefore we've wondered out loud: Is this somebody who might be involved as a trade asset? when the Giants want to make a big move at the deadline. Remember, there were rumors for a second that he was involved in the Chris Bryant deal last year, and it kind of made everyone feel a certain way, a little surprised, a little early. You wouldn't feel that way this time around. But Sam, what value does he have? Um, I I, I mean, I know he's still a big-time prospect, but you've now put a lot of stuff on film. As you said, I mean, he can't. He can't make contact with the baseball at the major league level so far. It's going worse than it was two years ago during the pandemic. Yeah, I think value-wise right now, I you might have to include a prospect with him just to get someone to take him off your hands at this point. It, it, it's getting that bad. Uh, as far as the whole, is he, you know, the whole, is he a Farhan guy? Is he not a Farhan guy? I think, I mean, they, the Giants gave him over 200, I think, total plate appearances, uh, at the big league level, they've given him a lot of run uh, the last couple of years. It's not like they just kind of gave him a, a short leash. He had a pretty sizable leash to work with, which, I mean, if he's not a Farhan guy, Farhan still 100% uh, gave him a shot to show that he belongs at the big league level. Now, the whole concept of he's a Farhan guy, so he's not tied to him, stuff like that. I don't know how much truth there really is to that. Um, but I always think back to the way I look at it is I always think back to what Larry Bear said at the end of that 2018 season where he said, we want a next-gen general manager with that next-gen thinking. Uh, and what that told me is that they want someone who's analytically focused, who thinks very differently than how the previous regime of Bobby Evans and Brian Sabian thought. Now, if uh, Farhan is you know hired by the Giants a year earlier and he's doing that 2018 draft when the Giants got Joey Bart, you know, does he uh, look at Joey Bart the same way that Sabian and Evans do? Um, I mean, he could probably admit that a good baseball player is a good baseball player no matter what. But if he's looking at Joey Bart, maybe he doesn't see the him as a number two pick in the same way that Sabian Evans did. Maybe he looks at that draft and says, you know, maybe a, a Nick Madrigal who is uh, hitting 291 for uh, I think he's with the Cubs this year. Uh, he went fourth overall that year. Maybe he tries to go after a Jonathan India who went fifth overall that year, won the rookie of the year last year. Or heck, maybe he thinks he has the magic keyword that can get Kyler Murray, who went seventh that year, to, to pick baseball over football, you know? So I don't think, um, yeah. Um, that's interesting. I forgot that that was the same draft. Yeah, I don't think that would happen. But I, I, I guess at one point, we need to stop looking at this in terms of, um, you know, who picked the guy. Um, because f- by the time Farhan comes in, he's he's there. He's no longer the second pick in the draft. He's Joey. He's Joey Bart. And at times down in the minor leagues, he's looked very, very promising. He's had good springs. Even when he didn't hit the ball out of the ballpark in the pandemic year, he didn't look like this. And yes, while he had some solid ways about him behind the plate 
He's not sparkling enough defensively to make up for swinging the bat the way he does. And when you're back up, back up, now your starter, Kurt Casale, is producing the way he is, which again, it doesn't knock you over, but it's it's above league average in terms of both defense and offense. You know, like why why do you need to work this hard and force everything into that, you know, force the square peg into the round hole? Like it's it's not working. So that begs the question of what did Farhan say to us about Joey Bart last week, right before Joey Bart ended up getting sent down. Uh, just to refresh everybody's memory, here it is. I think that season coming up, struggling the way he did, which is no secret. On the one hand, I think it was a development experience for him. I think he's a lot more comfortable in the big leagues now, which we see. There's just no substitute for upper level reps if you're a hitter going through the progression of high A to double A to triple A to the big leagues. And a lot of times you're up and down, you know, between just triple A and the big leagues before you master it. So I think his development arc has been disrupted again, like it's been for a lot of young players. You know, you're a point now where you're seeing some of those struggles continue, where if he had gotten in 2020, spent the whole year in AAA, and if 2021 he'd been up and down and gotten a little bit more experience, maybe we're seeing smoother sailing right now. But as our coaches have said, as Cap has said, this guy's been an absolute trooper. He's doing a great job defensively and he's just fighting through it offensively. I mean, offense is down all around the league, and I think when you look at catching in particular, I think he's still kind of hovering in the vicinity of league average offensive production for a catcher. Uh, which is a wild thought, but there's two main points to what he's saying there. And I want to address both because as they send him down, quite frankly, um, there are holes in both of the ideas. The first one is that this is an extension of his development being stunted because of COVID being forced into duty because Buster Posey was gone. I'm going to buy that as an overall premise, but not to the extent where he can't contact the ball. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's a difference between struggling offensively and not even being able to hit the ball. Like he can't contact the ball. So if, if, if you can't even put bat on ball at the major league level, I don't know. Something bigger than development is what that feels like. Yeah, I agree. And it, it's one of those things like you, you look at his like his baseball reference page or his fan graphs page. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of guys who are struggling, sometimes you can find a yeah, but stat, like a stat that says, yeah, he's struggling. Yeah. But if you look at this, that suggests that, you know, maybe there's a little bit of bad luck going on there. Or maybe if this happens a little bit more, his numbers will be a little bit better. There really is no stat that Joey Bart has that you can look at and be like, well, hey, at least he's got that going for him. Uh, he's hitting 156 this year uh, with a uh, on base 296 slugging of 300 and that's just terrible numbers across the board. He's got seven RBIs and four home runs. I think uh, four of those RBIs have come off of those four home runs. And of course we all know about that strikeout rate Uh, 45% this year, 40% for his career. If I were to find, you know, one sort of silver lining um, that could be like that. Yeah. But stat he's walking at a 14% rate this year, which if he had enough plate appearances to qualify, he'd be 10th in baseball right behind Mike Yastrzemski. So it's not, all awful, just about like 98% awful because there really is nothing suggesting that, you know, there could be some sort of bad luck at work here. He's well, just that, really that walk rate, I do think at a, at, a, at a certain point becomes a little misleading too 
because we know that what they worked uh, with him on uh, down in the minors the last couple of years was his pitch selection. And, and he was going out of the zone too often. So now I think what happened was he swung the pendulum back in the other direction where he's taking almost too many pitches. Um, a lot of these strikeouts are not swing and miss strikeouts. They're called thirds uh, because he's, he, he almost appears to be in his head about going out of the zone. So now what he's doing is he's letting a lot of balls go, and that's going to lead to a lot of walks, uh, but it's also going to lead to a lot of strikeouts as we've seen. Now, the other piece of what Farhan said was that, you know, he's hovering around league average and offense is down across the board. These things are all true, but I'm going to swing the answer back to the same spot as I did with the first aspect of this conversation, which is, again, if you're making soft contact, if, um, if you're, you know, batting average on balls in play, uh, whatever is, 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 you know, showing an analytic that's in the wrong direction. Okay, fine. Your offense is down. This happened to Casali last year. I, I'm looking at it though and going, I just, I don't see someone who can consistently contact the ball. Yeah. I mean, it's that frustrating, right? Like, I mean, you, you can't, it's hard to make those points when, the, the guy is 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 striking out half the time he's even standing at the plate. That's just it's just he doesn't look like a big league player right now. No, he really he just he looks completely lost and overmatched. And he's he's slowly it could be a risk where he's kind of falling into that little like gap where you're too good for the minors, but you're not good enough for the big leaguers, aka you know the the tri the quadruple A player. Um, and you've seen that happen with a lot of guys over the years. You hope that this isn't uh, what's going to happen with Joey Bart because we've seen what the good out of Joey Bart looks like. I remember, you know, way back in 2020 when he had that first base hit of his, the sound of that bat did not lie. I mean, yeah, sure, there was no one in the ballpark, so it accentuated the sound a little bit. But then fast forward to opening day this year, he has that home run on opening day. And again, it's the same sound in that sound again, it's just when you hear that sound, you just it sounds so promising. You just yeah. oh, I want more of that. Like if you could just do that every mm -hmm. single time, like whatever is happening in that one moment, we gotta giants need to figure out a way to make Joey Bart always be doing that because you just you don't hit the ball with that sound and not be a good baseball player. I believe somewhere in there there is a good baseball player in Joey Bart, and there's no path between a and b for these there's no set path from a to b when it comes to developing prospects maybe it's just one of those things where he's a bit of a late bloomer maybe there's a slight uh tweak they have to make in the lower levels that that'll be the you know hallelujah moment where it all clicks into place so i don't want to give up on joey bart just yet uh, i want to hold out hope but that could also just be the for some reason, optimistic Giants fan and me talking right there. Interested to see what Kirk Casale will do as the starter because he is a guy that defensively has done very well, seems much more uh, promising this year offensively, and I know a guy that the clubhouse um, will totally rally around. So, so that'll be interesting as well.